Today is December 7th, and we are going to take a deep dive into all the potential center field options for the 2022 New York Yankees. So let's do it, and let's talk Yanks. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks, brought to you by DraftKings. We are going to take a deep dive into the center field options. I'm excited about it. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake. Today is December 7th, 80-year anniversary of Pearl Harbor, 20-year anniversary of when I asked Molly Brusso to be my girlfriend in seventh grade. Jake, what's that on your shoulder? Congrats, Molly. Everyone in the chat, James, BBD, uh, everyone who's ever listened and will ever listen, thank you for tuning in. Jim, on my shoulder. It's a lot of people, man. It's a lot of people, man. I love the people. Um, and even the people who haven't. So I got everyone. Um, I am wearing the Bino belt uh, on my shoulder. We... Uh, it, a lot of people probably remember our first Bino tournament. Uh, we have our second tonight. Uh, a couple more contestants this time. We're going live at 7 p.m. Our guy Joe's McFly, BBD, Justin Shackle from Toe in the Slab, and you might know him from Yankee Stadium in-house. Uh, our guy Jolly Olive will be there, a couple others. Chris McFly. Uh, so tune in live tonight, 7 p.m., uh, on the John Boy and Jake YouTube channel. That's where we do a lot of our gaming and playing and watching type stuff. The belt's uh, on the line. Whoever I, gets it gets it for two months. I uh, I can't emphasize this enough. I've never felt more comfortable with anything in my life, uh, and I'm coming to grips with these could be my final hours with the Bino belt. So yeah. um, There's going to be a Bino tournament every two months. So whoever gets the belt gets it for two months. And the, the worst part is some people playing tonight, if they lose in the first round, aren't automatically in the tournament come February. They're going to have to go into the, the regular season league and earn their spot in the eight-person tournament. So, I mean, a lot on the line tonight. Tune in. John Boy Jake TV YouTube channel. Tonight at 7, excited. Um, there's no baseball, so you can't make an excuse that you're watching a game. We are in the lockout. And that's part of the reason why, uh, and we're excited. And Jim, as scared as I am to lose the Bino Bell, yeah, it never really hit me that we're talking center field today. Uh, the you talk like center field. The talking Yanks listeners know this is near and dear to my heart. It's one of the few places in the world I felt comfortable. I love third base. Never felt comfy there. Uh, I always knew there was some stuff out of my realm that better third baseman can do. When 14-year-old Jake was proud in center field, get your phone out, Mom. It's happening. You're passing. Um, so I'm excited to deep dive. You guys know we did this with first base. Um, and, yeah, like there's – I saw the chat is popping off live right now, and I'm already seeing – some names that I haven't fully processed yet, and they're guys I like. And I'm excited, as we did with first base, is to kind of land on 
Kind of like one, two, three. Yeah, like what's the one, two, three? And maybe because first base, I think, became limited. I think center field's gonna have a wider breadth of options. <laughs> breadth of options. Um, so I want to see what's real, what's fake, and and where we land on that. So I'm excited. I love center field. You know this. I do know this. Fallen. Wish I was a little bit taller. How are you, BBD? I'm doing well. I do have to give a quick shout out to somebody. Okay. Uh, this weekend I was I was out with my girlfriend. Whoa! And uh, I was out with her and her two friends, and uh, and one of our listeners to this very show came up and recognized me. So that was big on all on all accounts. So shout out Charles. Did he pants you? No, what? just verbally. Ooh. And so he came over, he said hi, and then he left for a bit and then came back with his other friend, and then we were talking Yankee stuff for a while. Uh, talking about this what question did... a little bit. Actually, we did shortstops, but. Okay. Wow. So they don't have a center field answer? No, no. They 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 wanted to do the shortstop dance, which we'll do soon on this. Verbally. Yeah, coming up. Verbally undressed BBD. That's how you know we're hitting a special place. Uh, we're going to do the kind of like we did with first base in house free agent trade options. Um, are we ready to do it, Tim? Let's do it. Okay. Well, the center field pursuit is brought to us by the pursuit to shave around your testicles and your penis, uh, which we do with Manscaped. Um, I, so not part of the ad read. You guys could read this bad boy up and down, it's not on here. That. Testicle wiener stuff was um, My charger I just realized this The other day I've had it Like throughout the baseball season And I don't think I've had to recharge it Since like the initial charge Cause I go down hey, there guy. I do my work I get rid of it I put it back It so, works so efficiently So the battery works well I guess Manscaped I, You told me not to tell Well you didn't tell me not to tell people that But not listed Um because there's so you much. You still keep all your trimmings in a plastic bag. Yes, yes. Um, and then Christmas morning, when the lasagna is getting made, uh, go to manscaped.com/yanks. Get twenty percent off and free shipping at manscaped.com/yanks. They've got their lawnmower 4.0. Four million men worldwide are using it. Uh, and it's got so many stocking stuffers that come in its little package. We've talked about the boxers. BBDs showed them on air like that. Uh, little cologne crop mops. The Shears 2.0. The Manscaped Cologne. Hello. Uh, and the two-in-one conditioner. So they, uh, if you are a man or have a man in your life that you're trying to, uh, needs to tighten it up. I mean, below the belt, above the belt, Manscaped can help you with that. Manscaped.com slash Yanks. Manscaped.com. All right, in-house options. There's like a path, right? I mean, you got Aaron Hicks, 32 years old. He's been injured, but they extended him for seven years. He's on the team for the next five or so. And um, he's a center fielder. You also have four? Four years. Four I think he's years. got four for 40 left. Five or so, fours rolled into there. Yeah, it's around. Yeah. Uh, center fielder. 
judge can dabble. Gallo can dabble. Like if they were to say that Hicks was going to get primary starts, but judge and Gallo would relieve every now and then like, like, okay. The only problem is we haven't seen Hicks play a good center field since 2019 or is it 18? When was that crazy game against the twins? Whatever season that was 19. I think that was 19. I think that was 19. Um, and Cashman basically said that they're going to address center field. Yeah, which, and it's going to be part of our diagnosis here is what does that really mean? Because I, I think initially when Talking Yanks was really blossoming, we were kind of tough on Hicksy. I, I mean, he plays a new age type of baseball. There's a lot of pitches being taken. That being said, like, when you compare Aaron Hicks to center fielders, which, you know, we give this speech about catchers and Gary, we give this speech about shortstops, center fielders are very much in this box that go look at center field production last year. There's not a lot of guys that put up big numbers. There's very few. I think we'll talk about some of them later. But Aaron Hicks, when I look back at 2018, 137 games, 27 homers, 366 on base, and 833 OPS. If he's in center field, he's moving well, and he's throwing well, like, that is a very quality center field. I think our biggest frustration was the Yankees having him in the top half of the lineup. If we got that from a seven-hole Aaron Hicks, I think we'd be like big Aaron Hicks fans. Um, so there's kind of been a progression with Hicksy, But, Jim, I think you touched on it most importantly there, like, The defense is what got Aaron Hicks on this team. If we go back to Ellsbury, Ellsbury had a monster September in 2017, but Aaron Hicks played center field because his arm can be a game changer, and he can cover ground when he's right. Um, Sometimes the routes get funky. So he's playing Winter League, and I know we posted from our count, he did uncork a throw, and it was a nice throw. Like, I remember... I remember last, was it last year when he uncorked one and we all at the same time were like, what? It was like doing more deeks than actually just throwing the ball. And sometimes he just ate, sometimes he just ate throws. I think that was 2020. It was very odd. And on top of that, it's the injury risk. I mean, he played 32 games last year. 2019, he played 59 games. He's on the wrong side of 30, 32. So same here. Yeah, <laughs> live there, Hicksy. Uh, just don't have the four for forty coming. So that he's the guy you have to circle first when you talk about all of this. And I was on a pretty big. I think he's going to be traded kick, um, because four for forty in the realm of contracts isn't too daunting. Uh, but I I've kind of come around on that. Slash, we'll see where we land this episode because. At the same time, when we talk about value and players, Aaron Hicks is at, you know, the lowest it's been. With the contract attached, the injuries, and the recent performance, his value's at a low. So, if, you know, he looks good in the summer league and the Yankees think he has some Aaron Hicks, it, you know, there's a pretty good conversation to, yeah, bring him back and maybe he's not three-hole Aaron Hicks. For sure. I mean, I think that he's going to be back. I don't know. He's playing in uh, uh, La Liga, the DR right now. I don't know his stats. Because what happened was, like, last year, there were some, like, Andujar plays and Gary plays, and uh, we were tweeting out all the good plays, and that makes sense to highlight good plays. But then you check the stats, and you're like, oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. They're actually not performing. I, th- I think so yesterday's stat line got tweeted, and it wasn't impressive. I don't yes. recall what it is. 
It's okay. so it's so like less than thirty plate appearances. Yeah, it wasn't but... atrocious, but it wasn't good. But it's like you're saying we can get. I think he's, I think he's like in the low twos with less than thirty plate appearances. And you know maybe just getting back in the groove. The other thing is with Hicks, the injury that he suffered, the the wrist sheath thing that right. Tashera suffered is like a injury a lot of players don't come back from. Tashera came back for it for one season, and he. He has detailed everything he had to do to like be productive that season, and it was a lot. Otherwise, it's really damning injury as a hitter of baseballs to have that sheath on your wrist, whatever it is. I think so it's like I think it's known specifically as an injury that like saps your power and like yes. like hitting hitting for power is your it kills that if you don't. Recover yes, right. so that's another like in the bucket here. It's like not just. Okay, like there's there's healthy, but then it's like supposedly like it's a new hurt wrist, a new function of the swing. So we have to kind of see that. And uh, I mean, anything else you're trying to get off about Hicks? I mean, I think it's the the G- Yankee fans that are listening to this are obviously familiar with him at this point and kind of have their takes on it. Um, I, I'm not sure what else Hicksy wise there there is to add. Yeah, me either. Okay. Um, well, that's you're around I, though. I I want to um and yeah again like I we'll we'll see where we land but at this moment in time I think that's the guy we most it, would you say he's the guy you'd if you had to place a bet you'd bet on him being in center field to start next year. Yeah, yeah. The only it would be uh, someone that's currently on the team would be my bet, but I no. I know they said they were going to get a center fielder. It's so no. All right. Well, let's let's keep it moving. I think there's a couple boxes we want to check. I'm I'm going to skip the next name real quick because I think should probably be lumped in the prospects. Uh, the other options you already know on the Yankees are Aaron Judge and Joey Gallo. Um, we saw Aaron Judge play center field last year, and he played it pretty well. Uh, the big fella, man. When when he's moving well, he covers ground. Um, the whole conversation just becomes we know how the Yankees treat players and basically for every Aaron Judge center field start, I mean, or every two Aaron Judge center field starts, you have to plan on a rest day. Um, and on the other side of that, another guy who's a freak um, is Joey Gallo, who's played 54 career games there. Both guys can do it for a game, and I, I don't think fans should be disappointed uh, it's just more so a waste of what they're really good at. Joey Gallo can be a gold glove left fielder. Aaron Judge could be a gold glove right fielder. Neither of them can be a gold glove caliber center fielder. Well, and, and so the interesting wrinkle here is I read somewhere the thought process that maybe Gallo's agent like wants him to play center field before his walk year because that ups his value a ton. And maybe the Yankees don't want Judge to play center field before they have to sign him to an extension because that changes his value a lot. So if the business side and the reason why we have a lockout because manipulating how you get to pay guys comes into play, there's like two things there. So uh, it, also you're not going to give Judge a ton of money to play center field when he's six eight two eighty. Yeah, it's just that's just a dumb decision. Uh, you you pay if you pay for someone for their offense, you put them in the corner outfield. Like they weren't going to pay Bryce Harper that money and put him in center field. He's going to put him in the corners where he can stay healthy and have a better chance at longevity. And that would be the same thing for Judge. Like, they're planning on signing him to a long-term deal. 
putting him in center. Cause some people are always like, he looks fine out there. And it's like, yeah, but over the course of right. his career, you just want to limit. There's no plant putting him in center field and risking or, or tiring or whatever. It's just not worth uh, the risk reward there. Gallo, he's a free agent. If he says, yeah, run me out there. The only thing is they didn't really put him in center at all last year. They play judge over him in center. So it's, it's yeah. almost a, you know, I, he's new to the team and who knows what Yankees analytics and everything measured. Cause I mean, they, you know, we could bring up the baseball savant and I think there'd probably be a lot of similarities in, their actual speed and mm. Joey Gallo, I think he probably has a better outfield jump and stuff. Like he rates I, out I well think defensively, in, and he he's a Gold Glove winner. In theory, I think he's already he's already moving from right to left primarily. So maybe from there. And let's like, be, well, let's be honest. I I, I know we're not as in love with Joey Gallo because we only got a fifty game sample of him. But a lot of the stuff we said about Judge, you can say about Joey Gallo. He's a huge dude. Like he's he's not to, meant to be an everyday center fielder. Um, that being said, I do. You know, that's a fun concept that we would all talk ourselves into if if the Yankees did get say a corner outfielder and. They said Joey Gallo and Hicks figure it out in center. I think fans would love that, but um, I don't know. I I don't think we can bank bank on that at all. But it would be be good fodder. Would be good fodder. I do have to pause the show real quick. Pause it. Zendino the Great had his wife delivered his daughter. He's been pregnant. They've been pregnant as well. And that's a Let's member go. of our, we just got another member of our communities and Dino the great congratulations to Evelyn and your wife. I hope everything, uh, everyone is happy and healthy and doing good. And uh, we'll just start DMing about early fatherhood together. And that's Congrats our whole, Zendino. that's our whole plan for growing this thing is if people could just have more babies and make them Yankees fans. Mm-hmm. And Evelyn's now on the list of potential center fielders. That's uh, going to be a stud. BBD's whole girlfriend thing, too. Um, there's one other real in-house option. Well, let me start over. So we have a Yankees prospects ses- section. And, Jim, I don't know if you want to if you want to comment on them, I think the name that jumps out is Everson Pereira. He's a guy that just got protected in the in the Rule 5 draft, and it's a name that if you're in Yankee land, you might have heard once or twice. Um, but, you know, the all of these guys are either pretty far off or I don't know. I'll tell you what, I haven't heard of three of them. Michael Beltre, Brandon Lockridge, and Elijah Dunham. I'm not the biggest, uh, most into minor league guys, but probably more into the minor league than a lot of the casual fans that listen to the show or, or Yankee fans. And I, I haven't heard of those guys. Um, I, I've heard of Dunham. I, I think he did some recent stuff in Arizona fall league and, and had a decent year or something like that. Either way, I think the consensus there is like, uh, you know, I know the Martians not listed here, but none of these guys are like, none of these names right now are like two years. Uh, you know, wait, wait till you see. Um, yeah, and also that doesn't jive with what the Yankees are trying to do. They, right? I mean, they have Judge Gallo. Um, like, they're if you look at who they have locked up, it's really a two-year window. It's really a one-year small window, and then they're probably going to extend Judge and other to like keep it going. But you know, next year is is the big one. So we're in no position at all to have a prospect help the team 
or have the plan be, well, we're going to promote him and he's going to help us. Uh, unless it's a starting pitcher that you turn into a reliever come September, there's just no way that's a plan. Can't well, do it. Well, and that leads to the last name in-house, Estevan Florial, a guy we've talked about for a long time now. Uh, got a couple games last year. He, he's always seemingly... The whole thing was he's been super talented for years between injuries and COVID. He he didn't get a lot of the reps he needed. His minor league numbers weren't great. When he got the call, he was actually kind of fun. Uh, again, I think we're talking 11 games last year. Um, but I think an interesting note is that he's down to one major league option. Um, 24 years old. Um you know, people still like the skill sets, but again, he he needs to play a lot, and whether that's AAA or, I wonder if they're going to have him as a fifth outfielder or trade bait for next year. Um, but it's kind of it's interesting. We're coming up against it with Estevan Florial. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Yankees fans sometimes confuse me. This, in all regards, seems like a prospect that the public should have kind of like been over the hill on but so people aren't i mean is he dropping in the rankings like I, he's young so he's got time he's not a steady solution if anything he's probably a, a, a trade a hit there's a world where he comes on where he finally breaks out and it, it all happens but you can't bank on it because he hasn't done that until it happens yeah how many games has he played in triple a Looks like he played 78 games in AAA last year, and those are the only games he's ever played in AAA. Nine games in AA at the start of the year, then got the quick and he, and he didn't do well there either, right? Yeah, I, I just don't know. I don't. He's not an option. He's not right, an option yeah. for the 2022 20, Yankees. And another, any prospect we come across, like no 2020 hurts him. That would have been a big year for him. I, I think the storyline is, A, prospects we never know. Uh, if people tell you they do, they're lying. Um, and like eighty percent of prospects don't pan out. And B, he is twenty four. Like I, I think that's that's the whole thing here, where the rules of baseball may end up hurting the Yankees and Estevan Florial. Where, um, you know, if if he runs out of options by age twenty five, like this guy could essentially hit a form of free agency and find himself on another team as a as a twenty five year old if he if he can get some run somewhere. Like you know, a lot of players. Don't get an opportunity before them. So, um, interesting. He gets an opportunity and hits. That's awesome. But he can't. It cannot be part of the plan. Like he can't be on the three. He can't be third on the center field depth chart. Yeah, he third. Third maybe. There's the thing that I think people are attracted to about him. How often they tap into third center fielder for like a lot of games? Yeah, a lot over the last four years. It depends who's ahead of him. The, the twist that I'm in, and of course, it, it all is contingent on him. Like, it all clicks and, and works. But just his skill set is kind of what the Yankees need in a lot of ways. Hits lefty, speed, defense. If he hits at all, I th- eh, he still strikes out a lot. But the other three things. We don't know. He's a, he's a prospect. If it all works, you, you can't bank on And it. maybe that's something that will lead into the trade talks. You, If the Yankees were to make a move for a center fielder, that especially makes Esteban Floreal more of a candidate. Um are we good in-house? Yeah, there's not a lot of options. So that's kind of the whole reason why Cashman said it's a position they want to address. So if they go out and address it, I guess that's where we are now, right? 
Well, let's let's talk about the free agents because we we all love the free agents. It's one of the Yankees' advantages. They can go out and get free agents, and one of the advantages for you guys is Magic Spoon. John Boy, Magic can you spoon. tell him, Jim? Like you you genuinely get excited when we get a Magic Spoon read because you're like, let let I'm me out. run. I'm out right now. They said, uh, you know, the new box is shipping, so I've been out for a couple of days, which I didn't think it was going to happen. I out ate my subscription, mm. um, but I need it. It's uh, it's a quick breakfast, especially with a little baby. Now I can I can with with my son in one arm, I can pour the whole bowl and eat it, and I don't feel like uh, crapola afterwards because it's guilt free cereal. It's really good. Like we're, I say it almost every time. We're not blowing smoke. Normally, if someone tells me something's healthy, I almost instantly dislike it. Uh, Magic Spoon, it's really good. Zero grams of sugar, 13, 14 grams of protein. It's keto friendly, gluten free, grain free. Ton of flavors. Frosted, frosted. That's fruity and frosted combined, folks. Keep up. <laughs> Go get yourself some magicspoon.com slash yanks. It's $5 off with promo code uh, yanks. And, yeah, you get the monthly bundle. Um, that's what we've done. And, uh, yeah, it's it's supposed to re- – I kind of need to do more of this. I eat too many of the bars, and a lot of the bars aren't even healthy. Um, so go get yourself some Magic Spoon, magicspoon.com slash yanks. Promo code yanks, $5 off. Um this brings us to the free agent center field pool. I think the what we do need to note is Starling Marte uh, was kind of the creme de la creme of center field this year. Stole a ton of bases. Had a huge year. Again, go check out center fielder stats last year. And Starling Marte is like a top two, top three guy. Um, and then Chris Taylor, who is on every team's wish list for his versatility, um, he... Resigned with the Dodgers um, would have been just awful if he signed with the Yankees and could have been a solution at all three positions. Um, Jim, this brings us to some of the other free agency options, and it's a also not exciting after those two guys. Uh, there's one name who's hot in the streets, uh, Seiya Suzuki, uh, the 27-year-old from overseas, um, who... Uh, not in a rude way to him. It's it's just how I view it. We never really know. Um, I know you you stated on talking baseball and some of the other places. Like there's only been so many hitters from overseas that have come over and been truly successful. Um, Three, and not overseas, Japan, Japan. Um, and that's was it. Ichiro, Hideki, Hideki and Otani. Otani. You know, like been like got a second contract, right? Like. Like was you know, above average guy. I think we like we full MLB there might, careers. There might be others, but like really, yeah, yeah. Those are really the three, and it's, it's and Trevor talks about it because if you, if you grow up in that their professional league over there, the pitching is just it's just so different. And uh, the J- Japan doesn't allow their players to go play overseas a lot. I believe I'm not positive, but or they just don't do it. Whereas like some of the Korean players will go play in the Dominican, will go play in in Venezuela or go play other places where they see international talent. And uh, a lot of times the Japanese players have just seen the Japanese pitching and it, and then it's a different game. So yeah. it's, it's very hard as a hitter to come over. It It is. It's, it's the velo. It's uh, I think the way Trevor kind of framed it, I'll retool it is almost like 
college football to the pros. Like normally on a college football field, there's one person that's built like, wow, you know, that that guy's built different. In the MLB, it's every player. Um, and I, I think the Japanese league is kind of like that. I think there's another there's another player, uh, Nori Aoki, who played uh, Major League Baseball for for about six years. He put up solid stats: uh, two eighty five, three fifty OBP, a seven thirty eight OPS. Um, you know, like I I think the point is because we get so excited about the unknown. If Suzuki has a career like Nori Aoki, that's a that's like a massive win. Uh, for Japan, Japanese baseball, and Suzuki. Um, yeah, that's a good. That means really good call because he's a one hundred two OPS plus. Like he's just above average, and that's probably the third one you can name, um, or fourth. So and hey, you know, shout out to Saya. I hope I hope you're good. I hope in a couple years we can talk about you uh, joining that club. But as of right now, we don't know. And if if you're looking for more, go check out our uh, our guy Jolly Olive did a video. He did a full thing. Um, so an an important thing that we should address with him as far as the Yankees fit specifically goes, I think he's a center fielder in the same. Everything you read is yes. he's a center fielder the same way. Like Judge and Gallo can play center field. I think he's a tick above that. Like yeah, maybe this year he's still 27. Like sure, this the next two years he could probably play. Center field, but he's supposed to be like in the corners, and in theory, he's supposed to be bat first. Like, I don't think that's his long term home. Yeah. So, if that happens, I mean, we'll see, and we'll, <laughs> you know, as spring training games would become much watch. But um, uh, I don't well, know. Do you want to know the interesting conversation here? Sure. Is um, the Yankees usually have a Japanese player? Uh, right, they got uh, Hideki Rabu, and then they got um, Matsui. They tried Kiyagawa. They uh, after Matsui, um, there might have been a couple years in in between, but then they brought over Kuroda. Um, when did Kuroda come over? I think either twenty ten or eleven. Twelve. Um, twelve thirteen. Yeah, twenty twelve, and he was there for fourteen. Um, and then when Kuroda left, I believe they got Tanaka, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Bef- so they pushed for Dice K when he was coming over. They were wanted Otani, but he was like a sensation. But the, the saying is a lot of business wise, there's a lot of revenue and there's a lot of eyes, and there's a whole nation that will buy and support if you get one player. And the Yankees, there was articles like people surprised when Tanaka left, like, oh, they don't have a Japanese presence anymore that's something yankees for like two decades have had so there could be that sense of the business department being like hey we want some more sapporo ads go get us this guy because they ran those ads every time otani uh hideki batted you listen to like radio and like the and all that and the press comes from it so uh, whenever they're in on a japanese player i'm always like well yeah they always have one yeah, and it's I, I guess what would be kind of funny, the rumors around what Seiya Suzuki is going to get is five-year 55, which uh, if you go back to the Hicks contract, it was the 10 mil per year spread out, and that's kind of funny that it's like, hey, maybe maybe one of these guys is healthy or good, and that's our center field option, and like you said, maybe there is a business side to it. So um, I, I don't know. I think that's one of those things. He's another guy that every team's podcast is discussing him because it's an unknown. 
Um, it, it's an unknown. So we'll see with him. And Jim, I guess the other the news after that, some of the names we have on this list, uh, Chris Bryant. I mean, not really a center fielder at all. I mean, that would almost be in the him, <laughs> him, Gallo, and Judge. Like, hey, each big fella, you're gonna have a day in center. Um, and even like Jock Peterson, he really doesn't play out there anymore. Uh, so yeah, I mean, as impact free agent center fielders go, there's not much there. Not much. It's all trade. And the reason being, Jake, is because you age out of center field. Like they weren't going to give Starling Marte four year deal because they, they, uh, they got DH. I said this on a previous show. The Yankees have DH and corner outfield locked up, especially if they're trying to extend Judge for a while. Uh, Starling Marte came over four year deal. Like the Mets will probably move him to DH when that opens up or move him off center field when he's 35, 36. The Yankees don't currently have freedom to do that. Now you can say, worry about that when you have to worry about that. But that's why a lot of center field free agents aren't out there because it's a young man's position. Well, and there's one uh, elephant in the room that does buck that a little bit. It's our friend Brett Gardner. I posted the other day on Twitter my my list of best available free agents, and, I, man, I was ready for it and I wasn't because, uh, again, people don't view center field as the outfield sometimes. Uh, Brett Gardner is currently the best free agent center fielder available uh, as, like, a, someone who plays center fielder. Again, we'll see what Suzuki is. Chris Bryant's not hanging at center field. Jock doesn't play center field anymore. Um, and uh, I don't know. You've heard us joke about it on here. There's always a chance Brett Gardner's back with the Yankees. Um, Jimmy and I and BBD, like, as, you know, we are very proud Brett Gardner fans. He's been here forever, you know, does everything you ask of a player. We all kind of agree, like, we just can't be in a spot where Uncle Brett's going to play a buck 40 games. And that's not a shot at Uncle Brett. Like, <laughs> he's been there. He's been healthy uh, that he ends up taking those games. So we'll see. I, is that reunion happening? I don't know. Um, Probably. Probably. If he's a fifth outfielder, cool. I wonder if could, could he go into that Tyler Wade role that even when an outfield spot opens up, he gets jumped. And he doesn't actually start. I don't know. I thought about thought about uh, no. Because what are you going to pay him? Yeah, I thought about that. You're not going to pay for that. You you just have Florioles that spot. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Brett Gardner and the Yankees, uh, a tale as old as time. After that, man, a tale as old as time. I I don't know. I mean, uh, Erica has been helping us out with these and doing a great job. Um, Pilar, I just don't think. That makes sense. McCutcheon, I don't think he really plays center field anymore. Uh, Delino DeShields, remember how much we talked about him. He's a quadruple-A guy. Jared Dyson, still doing it, but not really with the stick. Like I, These guys don't seem like Yankee solutions. Yeah, what about Kiermaier? Well, Jim, that's where the trade market gets really fun, and that's where it's time to place your bets. You like Kevin Kiermaier? You like Ketel Mate from Jake Snakes? How about you go to DraftKings Sportsbook and bet on it? I don't know if they've got that, but they've got a lot of other stuff. Uh, they've got NFL bets. They've got You can bet on next year's World Series. Uh, 
at DraftKings Sportsbook, their official sports betting partner of the NFL. And by the way, this weekend, you bet $1 on any team to score. Any team to score. And if that happens, you get $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If the sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, which it probably will be, they still have their daily fantasy sports contests. Um, so go check them out. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOMBOY. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code JOMBOY. This week at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gaming prom? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Jim. Are we... Are we able to do, I guess we got to figure it out. We're trying to get a uh, Bino, tonight's Bino tournament. Maybe it'll be next. Bino yeah, I think that's for next one. That's for next one. because uh, there's Eventually, you'll be able to join a pool, make your picks. Champ is here. Jim, tell me about these trade targets, Big Daddy. Well, that's where it gets interesting because you're going to need a guy that's youthful, kind of controlled, and not going to pay big money for a position that people age out of in a way. Uh, they were linked to Kevin Kiermeyer. He is one of the best defensive center fielders going. Uh, not much of a bat, although he is lefty. Um, and you just wonder about Hicks. I've never compared Kiermeyer and Hicks' offense. I know Hicks has more pop, but you wonder if the pop's gone. What's the offense comparison there? I genuinely don't know. Um, but He's a better defender and lefty and all that. So Kiermaier uh, is 31. He'll turn 32 next season. He's due $12 million in the final year of his six-year deal with the Rays. Also has $13 million club option for 2023 and $2.5 million buyout. So all in all, it could be a one-year $14.5 mil um, deal that you can get Kiermaier for for just one year, or you could get him for the two years as a stopgap. It's kind of weird getting, you know, if like they were to sign Correa and then trade for Kiermaier, I'd be like, <laughs> what the, f- what's our identity right now? Two of the biggest pests and like kind of like bad interview, cocky guys, yeah, bad and good in the same way, but like kind of like foot in their mouth guys you could, you could get. Um, he's good with the glove. He's not great with the bat. I don't know. There's rumors that they were trying to trade for him. It'd be really weird for us to trade him to the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've i always loved Kiermaier. I think foot-in-the-mouth-wise, I think Correa's on a little bit of a different level. Kiermaier's kind of that, we hear about it from Trev, like Tampa is this high-T, high-testosterone. Um, yeah, I mean, Kier- when he referred to his corner outfielders as my outfielders, that was a little weird. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a, that's that's the outlaw. That's my guy. Uh, he's a nut job in center field. Um, and, yeah, I mean, we'll... Hey, if the tr- the trade broke, at least we know what would be going on. Um, and you know, he it looks like the past three seasons or so, you know, he played 129 games, 49 in the shortened season, and a buck 22. Uh, so I'd have to look more into that. A couple maybe banged up a couple times. Maybe it's just some raised platoon type stuff. Um, his hitting stats at the end of the year last year don't look too bad. So funny, he had four home runs, which is like, okay, so he, it feels like he hit six against the Yankees last year. How can that be right? Um, but that's how much of a pest he is to the Yankees. So that being said, he doesn't doesn't strike out a ton. He's got crazy speed. 
He, if you're a war person, he racked up three and a half war last year. Um, you're looking for the more athletic. Yeah, I mean that's that is one of the guys that does it, and it's one year. Uh, you'd have to give up a prospect, uh, potentially two mid prospects, because think about everything we just said about center fielders. They're hard to come by that for one year to get Kiermaier. Um, you don't have to obviously break prospect capital, but that has a lot of value in baseball right now. Um, so uh, that's the Kiermaier side of it, and that's probably not as sexy to Yankee fans as a couple of the other names getting thrown around. Uh, Four of his last eight home runs were against the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's Kiermaier-lytics. You just blew me away. He hit four last year. He hit three in 2020. So seven in the last two seasons, and three were against the Yankees. And then his last one of 2019 was against the Yankees. Him that porch, babe. Swing oh, hard. Oh, new hitting coach. That's not our motto anymore. Um, the one that I I want to – I'm going to poo-poo. I mean, Cedric Mullins, uh, f- for the Orioles to trade him, uh, Cedric Mullins and the guy we might talk about after him, again, for what center fielders do – uh, he had a 30-30 season last year, 315, 383, 537. Uh, Cedric Mullins was incredible last year, and he still has he's 27. He's under team control through 2025. Like if the Orioles trade him, it it almost becomes like a the Orioles. price is so high that it's not worth it because there's still just one season. And it's like Orioles, like, let's get you out of the league. Like, this is what you need to do. Um, you need to find more Cedric Mullins if you want to be successful. He's under control. When was that? 20, 2025. It's 2021. Or, or 2025. Like, usually... Orioles usually have guys, a four-year plan. Usually guys get traded after ARP 2. So, like, that would be a 2024 trade. Orioles, if you had an eight-year plan, going back, Cedric Mullins would have fit that. So, um, awesome ball player, but I think... If we're being very real, Cedric Mullins to the Yankees won't happen. Um, now, there's two, three ball players that I really like that I almost get scared to daydream about because these guys are really good. Um, Brian Reynolds for Pittsburgh, breakout star, Vandy guy, much like myself, engaged into it. Um, switch hitter, he is under control. For four more years So in, in the same way I said stuff about Mullins Like Pittsburgh Could also very easily Hold on to this guy And try to build around him But they have kind of a Three year plan that You know by the time They have to pay him It, it makes a little more sense Than Cedric um, Switch hitter 302, 395, 22 uh, 159 games played You know You'd have to put together a package of prospects with some of the big names that people probably love, whether that's a, a Volpe, Peraza, Dominguez, um, you know, two two of those guys. I, I think you really would. And if it does, you fucking celebrate all night long um, because those are prospects. And Brian Reynolds, I mean, it's it's everything you ask for in a ball player. Yeah. I mean, I wonder what the package is going to be. I think him is realistic, right? Like that that they would like, you know, those reports the Orioles were uh entertaining Mullins calls and it's like, well, why wouldn't they? Uh, I'll entertain uh, you know, a B. 
Sure. If it wants to trade something with me. Just what would the trade offer. what would the trade be? Like it doesn't sting me and in turn I don't I let it live in my basement. You'd shake hands on that? No. No, I don't think you do. But you entertain. Thing, I entertain it, yeah. That's what you just did. Um Yeah, yeah I mean the the Pirates, like, they just got, they just overhauled their front office last, before last year, I believe. Um, and they're, you know, they are in full blown rebuild. Again, the Orioles are too, but they had three years before this to get back to full blown rebuild. Orioles have, I mean, I guess Pirates have also been bottoming out and getting, like, some high, high caliber prospects too. So, so I guess they're in a more similar position, but. It's, Orioles, I think, have guys closer to coming up and potentially help. They really don't have to trade them, though. Like, they they don't. don't have to. They, they have don't. them for a lot more years. It would it would very much be a front office cashing in on Brian Reynolds having, you know, kind of a, another incredible year. Um, so, yeah, it, it's just it's very much out there. It's a team the Yankees have traded with before. So it would be, you'd have to give up a real package, but man, you know, again, center field, close to my heart, switch hitting center field, Vandy close to my heart, obviously. Um, You know, Brian Reynolds, that is the creme de la creme, but, you know, we talked about it with first base and Matt Olson, and we'll talk a little Oakland in a minute. You know, I don't think the Yankees are going to make two... Massive trades. trades like that. The amount of prospect capital you have to give up for these teams that don't want like any major league talent, it like you just don't see teams in baseball empty the shelves like that because that normally leaves you in a really bad spot in a couple years. If it happened, we'd be I'd be dancing on the toilet, but like I don't. So that that might be something you have to talk yourself into as a fan. Uh, whether if if you believe more in a Matt Olson or a Brian Reynolds, if the Yankees do make one power trade, um, whew, ran hot for a second there. Um, the other two guys we have on this list, my guy Cattell Marte from the Snakes, uh, Diamondbacks. Another guy, go check out his Baseball Reference. Really good. Uh, under team, Pretty good in center. So he's got some really interesting quotes. Where he's played shortstop, second base, and center field But he said, coming into a season He just wants to know where he's going to play <laughs> So oh. he so he's kind of has the utility side But he doesn't like it mid-season um, so if, Start being a butcher somewhere If uh, Start being a butcher Be a butcher at second base, dude And make them play you at center field and 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 shortstop, and then go get money. Well, um, unless he's th- unless he's not good at shortstop or center field. And I I remember when we looked at you know when we originally did some trade deadline stuff this year. Cattell does have a profile that the Yankees would love. He's got the high exit velo stuff. Um, he's under a pretty cheap team control with te- club options. Uh, again, you'd have to give up a a very big package. Um, if Cattell Marte or Brian Reynolds end up a Yankee, like celebrate. Yeah, for sure. So we're, I'm, I'm starting, I'm starting to, to build my like one, two threes or my like sure. how this works out, like my, my map here. I don't know if we have, uh, some more, we have some more like glove first trade options. Um, the, the Ramon only- Laureano coming back from suspension. 
That's the that's the only other name that I think stands out above this kind of next tier that we're going to mention some names quickly because a it's the Oakland Athletics who we know are trading, um, and Lor I I love Loriano. We we met Loriano. He's a cool guy in person. He's has one of the best highlight reels you'll watch, um, and he's got a career eight hundred OPS. Which again, when you put that with center fielders, like that's that's a really talented guy. So, yeah, I mean, if and he's what twenty seven. Yeah, he's he's twenty seven years old. So, yeah, I mean, I, I I said it twice now, but if you know, if the Oakland A's trade breaks and there's any name of Loriano, Olson, Manaya, Bassett, blah blah blah. Uh, but guess what? You know, the other top ten contending teams are also trying to trade with these guys. So, um. After that, there's another tier. I don't know if you want to talk Loriano and the A's, or if you want to talk next tier, or where your where your brain's going, Jim. No, I I don't know. The next tier doesn't super excite me. Um, besides Grichik, because he's friendly with us, right? And defensive you, center field. You you basically save your pitching staff from giving up ten home runs. Yeah, he won't he won't kill them. But why would they trade in division? Um. Yeah, that's all. I don't really have much thoughts. My 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 main takeaway kind of after unjumbling all of this or laying it all out okay. is I don't think they're going to be able to make two trades. And uh I think I think Olsen's the better trade out of all the trade candidates here. Besides Marte, tell Marte. Um So one of those trades but if they're in on Suzuki, that's not a trade where you can get a center fielder. The only the only way you can get a like center field help is one, stick with what you have and bring Gardner back. Which Cashman's first words were he has to dress center field. So right. it's like I don't like that's a real he laid a trap for himself there. Like ha, like how do you go and you say, I thought you said you were gonna dress center field, you're going the same guys you had. You know, he almost that's a bad he can't. He laid a trap for himself. He can't do that. He has to address center field. So there's no signing option for center field, in my opinion, but that like is great. The free agents kind of stink there. So center field, in my opinion, lands at Suzuki or trade. And I agree. I don't think they have the prospect capital to pull off two trades of, of the ilk we're talking. So it might be uh, Olsen is the move. Try to get trade for Olsen. If you can, great. Now you have to go try and sign Suzuki or just deal with the fact that you're not going to address center field because the other options aren't great. If you if you can't pull the Olsen trade, then trade for, you know, Marte, Reynolds, which I don't think Reynolds is going to go. I, I'm, so I'm, I'm at kind of a loss here because I think this is a second domino. The, the other part of that, like the old with an Olsen trade, you could get Loriano lumped into that, and that's all one big move. And in, in theory, that's probably that's going to be easier than doing two separate trades. So it's just that would be I the dream board that the, to get both and like and some pitcher thrown in or something. You probably will have to even more. You'll probably have to include a big boy now, uh, prospect wise. It's the so it's it's hard. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of one of those. You you give a a little kid uh you know you can only have so many of these you you have so many 
pretzels to send to spend. What are you going to spend your pretzels on? And I think the dream board right now is Loriano Olsen um, in a package because that is feasible. That, that I take one of those pitchers too. Well, so that's where the pretzels come into play, Jim. Because I think if you ask for Loriano and Olsen, you can make that work. You find the prospects that they want, um, and and everything starts to add up. But I think that takes you out of the picture. I mean, if you try to do a Manaya, Olsen, and Loriano, that's a monster trade, and that's just kind of impossible to do. If you're Oakland, you'd want to kind of differentiate those parts you're trading. And again, we're trading against other teams that have other prospects that Oakland could like more. Um so I think that's the dream package. I, I think the other wrench in this is kind of like you said, I, I guess, okay, if we only have one trade to make and the free agent pool, who knows what what's really going on? Like, holy Freddie Freeman nuke, how cool would that be? But that just seems out of the realm. Rizzo. Free agent center field doesn't really seem like options. Like you said, Suzuki, and there's, you know, there's a lot of moving parts there. Business-wise and Gallo and Judge and Healthy Hicks, all of that I guess for me, like we kind of said on first base You know, if you tell me DJ and Voight got to figure it out at first base this year I talk myself into it If you tell me it's Hicks and Guardy I I say go get center field However you got to do that I think that's why he said shortstop in center field Yeah Cashman said it. Also, it's the st- strong up the middle philosophy. That's how you build teams. Um, yeah. So I, I and even then, if it's like bring back Rizzo, if you don't get Olsen, you can't get Olsen, or it's not a priority, bring back Rizzo, or you go DJ Voight and and um. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. A little behind the scenes. Okay. My phone updated, and every time I get a call now or a text. It just completely ruins what I'm doing on my laptop, which is recording something. And it pisses me off. I'm sorry. Uh, lost focus. It's okay. Uh, can't get Olsen, then you get Rizzo, you do DJ, you do Voight, and then you go make the big trade in center field. And you got to get a shortstop in free agency. Is there thinking at a little bit on, on potential trades with Oakland who have a lot of pieces to move is there a world where the lockout is maybe helping the Yankees whenever they come back there's only going to be a couple weeks to really get something done before the season if they're motivated to get these guys just out and off the books before spring training and it's not like messy um I don't think it actually matters but something I can talk myself into I just I think that time period itself is going to be so exciting like I that was kind of my first that was the lockout has happened, and it's kind of been like the initial, like, oh, like we're really in it now. Um, that man, when it does end, baseball is going to be so badass for a couple weeks <laughs> between the free. Yeah, I know. I'm trades. almost hoping that like it's it's a short window, and we get like a bookend craziness, like almost. Like, like if the lockout ends next week, obviously not. We just have a, a off season where they right. come and go. But if the lock lockout ends, you know February first, you're going to get two weeks until pitchers and catchers have probably a lot of action, which would be fun. The Super or, or we miss games. Super Bowl is February thirteenth. It's a Sunday, right after the Super Bowl ends. You announce the CBA, and baseball owns it. I mean, that's that's business. 
Instead, they'll just fight with each other. Instead, they'll just fight. Um, well, if there's one thing that maybe they can agree on, it's trying to steal the headlines from other sports, and they can come together for that. After they do the like Super to Bowl. try. Um, yeah, I, I guess. I guess where I've kind of landed, like if you told me, like you know, one of these trades ex- exercises is like you get one trade and one free agent move. Like I would take. If it's if the free agent options are Suzuki or Rizzo, and the trade option is Olsen or Cattell Marte, I won't even in- involve Reynolds. I think I would go Cattell Marte and Rizzo. I really don't know what I'd do. It's it's close. It's close. Because what do you got to sign Suzuki for? The rumor is five for fifty five, but nobody nobody knows. Five for fifty-five. So this guy's not good. Just Don't hard know. to guarantee anything if you're him. He probably want as much of a commitment as possible for like years. I don't know what he's looking for. How old is he? Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. 27. Probably looking for five years. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I wonder if there is a connected gap here, and there definitely is. Like you know, domino effect of the trade and happens. I think I'd want Cattell, and, and I think I'd want Cattell, and I guess Rizzo just because he's lefty and the defense is so much better. If that's the situation, I don't know. That's interesting. It is. It is. It is. They got to trade people. I mean, there has what's, to. What's the what's Hicks then? So I think that's that's the part of this that I don't I don't know. Um, you know, can Hicks end up in a trade with the Yankees? Uh, because at this point it would be a salary dump. So are they throwing prospects? Are they getting anything back in that trade? Um, I don't know. Like if you're the Arizona Diamondbacks and say the Cattell Marte trade is happening, would they take on Aaron Hicks to play center field uh, or any outfield position as he gets older, um, while getting another prospect or two? I don't know. I, I genuinely, I have no idea about that. I. Uh, I think I'm expecting I think I'm expecting Aaron Hicks to be back with the Yankees in some form next year. Of course. There's someone in the chat that's just not following our conversation at all. It it uh, it's your boy, which is hilarious. Mm. First he said, "What? I do Olsen and Story as if we're <laughs> that he said Olsen's better than Rizzo." And it's like, "Obviously, man." Uh it's funny. I hope uh the general public listening understands what we're doing here. Uh, they need to sign big free agent shortstop. So then you got a trade and a signing for center field and first base, deciding that. They have to, they have to sign a shortstop. Uh, there's no trade uh, really targets out there. Uh, we'll get to that, I guess, in the yeah. shortstop episode. The, uh, obviously, Olsen's better than Rizzo. It's, but we're saying consensus. 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 We all have it. Bizarre that people can listen and just have no idea what we're saying. There's... On the, on the Aaron Hicks potentially traded at some point note, um, 
something to consider. I mean, CBA can change. They're negotiating that right now. He's at eight years of service time right now, so he's two years away from ten years, which if he gets there and he's still a Yankee, he'll have five and ten rights, which means he automatically has a no-trade clause. So in theory, the next two years, Yankees have to figure out if they want to dump him before he hits that ten years of service time because he, he will have been a Yankee five years by then. And I guess, I guess that's where I got caught up in the in the Aaron Hicks wormhole was you know it, you can go check out some of the some of the free agent contracts that are going and Aaron Hicks should have when center field becomes not an option for Aaron Hicks he should have an option for left field and right field like he's he's done that earlier in his career he has a good arm um that say say center field was his thing though Right, it, it's what made him a lot more valuable But a switch-hitting corner outfielder with a good arm And an OPS around 800 That guy has a spot in this league It's just him being healthy That I wonder if, if the Yankees were willing to eat half of his contract And it becomes a 4 for 20 Now if you're the Diamondbacks Is that a chance you take on him getting some value back And then you flip him next year When it's a 3 for 15 like that could be a deal for a team, so I, I, that's where things do get interesting. But ha, have we seen the Yankees like eat a eat a chunk of a contract to to trade a guy in recent years? Headley, or no? No, they fleeced they, the, they, the they Padres ate. and Headley. They ate. Yeah. Um, yeah, Padres I mean, but if Hicks them. isn't a center fielder, he he's not getting that extension. I mean, he only had one season, one full season as a starter. With an OPS over 800 Well when they gave him the years They knew by the end of that Kind of like you said with Starling Marte That Hicks would end up as center field But they were hoping the offense would stay So we gotta see what the offense is Because he's a career below average hitter It's the center field that was the special part The fact that he could do that It is what helped Um, It is what helped So we'll see on With the Yankees 766 OPS, 106 OPS plus. He's, you know, a very different hitter than from his Minnesota Twins days. I mean, that's going back to 2015, even his first season with the Yankees. Um, but that that wrist injury is no joke. It's um the the hick side of it is is fascinating. Yeah. It's all fascinating because they could run back the same team because they have all the positions besides shortstop. Right. They have center field and first base, but they just can't run back the same options because they need to mix it up because last year was so brutal offensively. Did you see different different topic? But different topic. The report about the, she did a report about the dead balls and on average the Yankee Stadium had more dead balls. Like they just shipped the dead balls randomly and like Yankee Stadium on average had more dead balls than alive balls. And the Yankees at home hit the under like every game. Yeah. DJ LeMahieu punching air. But they're supposed to go to the dead balls 2022 full-time. So, we'll see. Send them over. Make some trades. Make some trades. Yeah, I guess, you know, we're we're going to talk some... Obviously, there's going to be a big shortstop episode, and I know there's two names everyone wants to talk about, but we'll do that for this. Um, yeah, I think... I mean, you could put it as good news or weird news or bad news, but the Yankees are going to make a trade when the lockout ends. 
it's just kind of a matter of is it center field or first base or starting pitching. I think that very much has to be in the mix. Um, and to what caliber? I, I mean, that may those words may sound obvious because that's kind of any transaction, but uh, the formula is there for it. It's you know some guys in the Yankees farm system who boosted their value. Um, so I don't know. In in a way, it's very exciting. Uh, kind of like you're saying, get get me to February first, and and let me see where we're at. Um, yeah. But till then, anything else, Timbo? I think that's all. I'm in center field episode. We'll do a shortstop one. We have a fun draft coming up on uh, Thursday's episode, and then uh, I'm gone next week. So you'll do something, and then we have another draft, and then enjoy your holidays. And we got the Bino tournament tonight. Honestly, tune in. It's a ton of fun. Joe's McFly is like the king of the world, and it's awesome to watch. And we have a we have a year end survey uh, going right now. Uh, that's you know it's in the bio of the YouTube. It's a Google form. If you fill it out, you get a twenty percent off at the John Boy Media Store. So um, you know we we love any feedback. It it helps our uh, our team here. So thank you guys. Thank you very much. See you later. Congrats to Zendino. Congrats, Zendino. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.